Good Risings. I'm Jackie. And I'm Brian. And this is Grateful Grains. Welcome back. This week, we're talking about five enemies of our peace. We started our week on letting go on Monday with shame and insecurity. Then Tuesday, we covered personal judgment. Wednesday, we explored people-pleasing. Yesterday, we discussed excuses and procrastination. And today, we're wrapping up our let it go week with resentment. This is a big one, and admittedly a difficult one to address. Keep in mind, we're coming to the table here knowing nothing about your situation, knowing nothing about your suffering. At the end of the day, if you're not ready to travel down the road we're suggesting, we get it. It's all on your terms, especially in a situation where you've been wronged. What we're doing here is having a conversation about information that's helped us live better lives. But what we will say is resentment is deadly for the person holding the grudge. When we repetitively replay feelings of hurt and we relive the events that led up to it, we're also reliving all the feelings associated with it. And all the same chemicals are being triggered in all the same ways. Our bodies are experiencing that trauma over and over again. We're continuing to suffer physically, emotionally, and spiritually. We subconsciously believe that by keeping this anger, this memory, this resentment alive, we're protecting ourselves from getting hurt in the same way again. Dr. Karen Swartz, director of mood disorders at the John Hopkins Hospital, explains that there is an enormous physical burden to being hurt and disappointed. Chronic anger puts you in fight or flight mode, which results in numerous changes in heart rate, blood pressure, and immune response. Those changes then increase the risk of depression, heart disease, and diabetes, among other conditions. Logically, we all know we can't will someone to recognize their wrongs. And as far as we know, we can't psychically inflict pain on someone. Thus, when we engage in resentment, we're only perpetuating our own suffering. Right. And the answer is simple and clear. The answer is forgiveness. Forgiveness is the ultimate form of letting go. Dr. Swartz explains forgiveness is an active process in which you make a conscious decision to let go of negative feelings, whether the person deserves it or not. You are choosing to offer compassion and empathy to the person who wronged you. We've all been there. We've all been wronged, albeit some more gravely than others. But betrayal never feels good, and true forgiveness really isn't ever easy. It's important initially to really allow yourself to reflect on the betrayal, reflect on the event or events, and also how you reacted, how you felt, and how the anger and hurt have affected you since. From there, try to empathize with the other person. If you know their history, examine that they may very well be a product of their environment. Imagine the struggle, the hardship, the suffering they endured. Reflect on those pains that shaped them. Remember, hurt people hurt people. Again, this is not an excuse for bad behavior. Empathy doesn't mean we forget or continue to subject ourselves to abuse. It simply means we understand the humanity in the person who betrayed us. From there, forgive deeply. Understand that forced forgiveness, forgiving because your hands are tied, if you have no other option, or if it's some kind of religious requirement, it's not likely to offer the kind of healing true forgiveness can impart. Once you decide to forgive, once you make that choice, seal it with action. If you don't feel like you can talk to the person who wronged you, write about your forgiveness in a journal or even talk about it to someone who you can trust. Remember that as far as we know, this is our first go round in life. We're all learning as we go. We all make mistakes, some more grave than others. Those who hurt us are often hurting themselves. While the magnitude of the injuries against us vary in scale, the reward of forgiveness always matches it. 
That being said, forgiveness does not mean abusive bonds should be restored or that we should accept abusive situations because we empathize with our abuser's past. The bottom line is abuse is never okay. You can move forward free of resentment by exercising forgiveness from afar. Remember, we love hearing from you. If you'd like to share, we welcome you to comment or message us through the Good Risings Instagram page at Good Risings. And you can find me at Jacqueline M. Wood underscore one. And you can find me at B. McMuffin. Thanks for listening to Grateful Grains. If you're enjoying Good Risings, show us some love with a good review. We hope our conversations have resonated with you. Come back again Monday. We'll be embarking on an all new journey, an all new topic on Grateful Grains. Until then, remember, a better tomorrow starts with today. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.